2: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call. Uh, My name is Jim Davis, your moderator. Tonight's speaker is MJ, also known as Michael Joseph. And whenever you're ready, Mike.
2: Okay. Well, thanks, Jim. Hey, um, well, last week, you know, we were just saying here before the call got started that, you know, um, <clears throat> you never know if um, if people, where they are, if they were able to, how much they were able to receive. and um, And so I just wanted to say up right at the top that we covered a lot of information last week and and my goal <clears throat> my goal in, in in the coming weeks or um proceeding from from that point is to kind of go back and touch on you know these major issues and um, um um and then see if there's any questions you know what i mean cuz i really want to make sure that uh if there's any questions that they're they're being answered and that you know people understand so that they can take this wisdom home and they can test it they can put it into immediate uh, you know testing mode and and I'll tell you just a quick testimony before we get started i mean um last week we had uh we had a uh, we had a um <clears throat> my dog someone just came to the door my dog the alarm's going off but uh we had a um a micro um tornado come through and uh and they told us we were gonna have some really strong winds. And uh, we're sitting upstairs, and we start hearing the the roar of this. You know, they say it sounds like a train, and believe me, it does sound like a train. And so I'm laying there. It's about 9 o'clock, and I literally just laid down on my bed and envisioned this power, this this field that was coming out of my chest, and it came up out of my chest. It went up over the the house and created a dome around the house, and I literally sat in that until I was comfortable that everything was okay. And and it took me about five minutes before that, you know, the state of satisfaction that everything was going to be okay came over me. And then when that happened, I just went to sleep. Uh,
0: Praise Java. I mean, that's a blessing, brother. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, what I happened mean- was, the actual, the storm came through, and I mean, man, that was down limbs, down stuff on either side, and uh, we, shoot, we didn't even get hardly a couple of twigs down in the yard, you know, and uh, nothing happened to the uh, to the roof. It was just the, the, you know, the shingles, everything was fine, and um, shoot, I slept good that night because <laughs> you know, I knew. Yeah. I'd put in the prayer, and I had already, you know, seen it, that I was going to be okay. Once that feeling of satisfaction came over me, I was like Judah, man. I gave praise for it. And then I was like, all right, I'm done. You know, there's nothing else I can do, so I'm going to bed. And uh, and got up the next morning, and I'm telling you, left and right of us, it was stuff. I mean, but uh, it didn't come to my house, so.
0: What? Well, you know, brother, he said he he said he gives us the desires of our hearts, you know, and he tells us to take up our great power and reign, and see. And you are right. speaking it forth, your desire, you know, it just uh, just as the Creator would. He said, "Let there be light," and there was light. And you're stepping out in faith and speaking your heart's desire that you and your family are safe and everything. And, right. Uh, You put that dome over you and your property and everyone there. And, I mean, that's that's what we're supposed to do. Faith without the works is dead. And this is a prime example of that. I mean, you know, he says he's faithful and just to, you know, all we have to do is speak it forward. I mean, speak it forth and ask, you know, and know that it's done according to his will and purpose and we're in agreement with that and therefore it comes forward as we speak.
2: Exactly right. And and that was the thing. That's what you know I, I was trying to convey last week, you know, Yadhe Vavhe as the uh, formula for uh creation and uh in how to manifest your desires um and that, you know, the key is to let go. Once, you, once you've once you done it in spirit, just let go, completely let go. And we'll get into that a little tonight. But uh, anyway, I just want to share that testimony with you. And also, uh, Jim, I was telling you before we got started, I had a friend of mine that was in a pretty bad car accident on Friday. And I mean, they totaled both cars. And he um, he's an engineer, too, so it's funny. He, he's explaining it to me, and he says, uh, yeah, I was sitting at the uh, – the radius of gyration, or the center, so to speak, and, uh, and engineers are like, "Yeah, I, I get you." But basically, his car got completely totaled. He was sitting; he was sitting, sort of, in the center of the hurricane, so to speak. Uh, the The forces, the centrifugal forces, that were acting on that car, um, acted, um, you know, to the car and spun it. And that car spun like five about, he said three or four times and then slid off into the ditch into the embankment of the road and was standing straight up in the embankment of the, in the ditch. And he, he had crawl up out of the car and he said he didn't have one scratch on him and it didn't, he wasn't stiff, sore, nothing. He said, he, he said, literally, he literally thought the car was on fire because, you know, the airbags going off. But I just told him, I said, man, you know, um yeah you lost your play toy he, he drives. he had a camaro, and that thing was sweet but uh you know you weren't hurt and uh and I mean I reckon a in a camaro and walking away with, with not even a scratch i mean that's just incredible praise so him. praise Java,
0: you know, but it, he might count it as a loss that was his sweet toy, right but see Java yeah. has something greater for him and better.
2: Yeah, that's you know. exactly right. And so, you know, I want to get into that tonight. I want to get into um you know, we talked about Yadhe Vav and the um you know, each one of us is <clears throat> you know, has that father. I mean, we I and the father are one. And so um you know, we talked about how to manifest the state that you desire, and I want to get into that a little bit more. T- tonight uh and sort of dig into it so i've sort of called this the the word john said was god part 2 and then i've subtitled it the word on our lips and and you know get into a little bit deeper into um you know how we can test it cuz the scripture says prove me test me and see if it doesn't work for you you know and yes. uh, and you know religion that you can't prove is false religion Yes. and anybody that's out here teaching that um that God is somewhere outside of you is um is um, um a false teacher because God is not outside of us God is sitting right at your center and is literally walking I mean ultimately the thing is is that depending on where you are in your walk i know that when i was very early on in my walk um you know yeah i mean i had gone to church and sat at the feet of pastors that taught me that god was somewhere in heaven and here we are on earth and um so i had that consciousness of separation you know um but now you know i'm 50 and i realize there is no separation and the thing is is once you have that realization that there is no separation, then it's it's head knowledge. It's like you know, yeah, okay, I know one plus one is you know two, but how can I apply that? You know, how can I experience that? You know, I mean, show me, right? And you know, they say I'm from the show me state, so to speak, right? <laughs> but uh, you know. I mean, I would want to know, I mean, we live in a time when people are like, you know, prove it to me, you know, prove, prove that it's right. And that's what I'm really trying to say is that, you know, a lot of the things that we talked about last week, man, if you got them, if you really took it to heart, then you can go home immediately. You can, if your friend is in a bad way, hold him up in a prayer. We'll talk about it a little bit tonight. If you're in a bad way if you if you are not happy with your situation you know imagine you know you have to have, what is your desire what what's the what do you want to change and be specific you know we'll get into that a little bit tonight as well and and um there's no reason why you have to live with uh your current state of affairs and uh so you know with that being said um if there are there any questions that were um that came out of um last week's uh presentation does does anybody have any questions in the uh in the chat room jim or does anybody have a hand up or anything like that because i'd like to try to get those answered off the top if possible but if not we'll we'll jump into it
0: i don't see no one's hand up uh i know that uh donna's on the phone but she's muted and there's no one in the chat room so if if you want to get started go ahead
2: Okay, we'll do all right, well let me just uh, uh this past week I literally generally speaking, you know, I, I like to set a plan, I'll you know, think about what I'm gonna talk about and and <clears throat> this past week it was like, okay, hold on a minute. You know, I know where I'd I'd like to go. Um do I really wanna plan this all out? And so every time I sat down to To type something up I just was recoiled away from it and so I just thought about things and each each you know each time I would sit down or was compelled or a spark would ignite in me I'd sit down and start typing and then I'd I'd get up and walk away from it and it wasn't until um, this afternoon about two o'clock I just said well let me put down a couple thoughts here and uh, and at least you know have a guide and um, but what I, what I wanted to share with you is that I've already seen this call as a success you know it's already a success I mean uh, I don't have to no one needs to tell me it's a success because it is and uh it um the things that we're talking about is you know hopefully uh people will understand it and um and put it to put it to um to the test you know actually go into your prayer closet and actually put it to the test see if it doesn't work for you because let me tell you, it works. Um and I'll give you one more testimony uh, before I get started. Um uh, my daughter um is is nineteen, she's in college now, and before she's uh she's just in her first uh first freshman uh year and um uh, first semester of her freshman year. And before she was going to college, um, I mean, she has a four point two GPA and she has already finished a third of all of her college work in um in the uh, undergraduate work in high school. So um, she was well advanced to where most freshmen are coming in, but she she started late, and she started late applying for um, for scholarships. And she got a little bit discouraged because uh, they weren't coming in, especially to the school she wanted to go to. And I said, well, let's sit down in our prayer room and let's, let's, let's nail down this desire. I mean, tell me what it would feel like. Well, who's... Who's talking to you uh what what's going on in the room when this is realized and uh, so we we nailed that down and we uh held that up in our imagination wherever two or more gathered in my name there i'll be and and those two or more are not necessarily two actual uh human beings two two beings in conscience this two or more is the father and the son, in other words, it is your it is your I am. It is your unlimited potential sitting at your center, and who you are, which in the in the um, in the analogy is God. And hey, when those two are gathered together, there I am. It, you see, so th- that's the thing. Um, so we we sat together. We uh, we formed our Gilgal, our circle, fire circle, so to speak, and um, and we held up the prayer, and then we sat in it until we saw it. I set the narrative. I spoke the narrative over us, and we sat into it until we saw it manifest. All right, and then once we came to that point of satisfaction, then we just gave praise for it and let it go. And well, she went down to the school and to visit with them. And the guy, the guy who was the um, the uh, the guy in charge of scholarship monies, came up and said, oh, "I wish you guys were here." Um, Weeks before, we had so much to give out, but you're at a point now we've given out all of our scholarship monies and uh, we don't have anything left to give. So, remember, we walk by faith and not by sight, not by our senses. And here's this man tickling our ears, our our sense of uh, hearing, and he's telling us, no, um, we, we're sorry, but we don't have anything left. And my daughter came to me and said, "Um." Uh, uh, well, that I guess it didn't work, and I said, "No, oh, no, it worked. It worked. It, it always works. It works even if you're if you don't know what you're doing. It works." And uh, see because the law is not a respecter of persons. And and period. Uh, so so I said, "Look, we walked by this. We had the faith here. It's already done. It's finished. Once we reached the satisfaction in the in our prayer room, it was done. It was done." So. So, if we're going back to the house, and we'll go about our business and uh, wait, and um, it took about, I don't know, ten to ten to maybe ten to fourteen days, and sure enough, she goes out to the mailbox, comes in almost exactly. I mean, it was almost like we were experiencing deja vu, and even for the people who were in the room, it was just it was just really amazing to just to sit back and be the witness and watching this unfurl right before our eyes. She comes back in and um opens up the envelope and it's a ninety five percent uh full ride so uh you know what I'm saying is is that uh um I mean the entire first year is paid for i mean completely paid for so you know. This fella said, you know, hey, if you were just here before, we would, you know, we had money to give you, and our senses tell us, oh, I guess it, I guess it just didn't work. But we have to be um, faithful to to the prayer. Um, again, uh, Peter, the the great faith principle, you know. So um, those testimonies just to show you that this is real. This is, I mean, I could share much more than that, and um, and you know, the idea White Wolf used to. Say, um, try me in the little things. You know what I mean. Don't despise the day of small things or small matters. And uh, you got a headache or you know toothache or whatever's bothered you. Just see yourself. How would you feel if it was gone? And go up into your prayer room, and and imagine that reality. Imagine someone coming in. Say, come on, let's go get a hot cup of coffee or whatever, whatever you like, uh, some ice cream, and you enjoying it without any pain, and um, and give thanks over it and let it go. Don't try to mess with it. So, all right. So, with that said, uh, let's get into it. Again, uh, this is the word John said was God, part two, and I've subtitled it "The Word on Our Lips." Um, again, um, I always like to, you know, cite sources. And uh, they're the same sources I cited last week, which is, uh, uh, you know, Intuition, uh, the Metaphysical Bible uh, Dictionary. I I use um, Unity's Metaphysical Bible Dictionary, uh, BibleStudy.org, King James Version of Esword, the Companion Bible by E.W. Bollinger, um, Strong's Concordance, I have a pre-1965, if you can find a pre-1965, buy it. Um, it literally, uh, it's a lot different. Don't don't go out and get this uh, uh, Vines or uh, just pre-1965 Strong's. is just so much better. Uh, Brown Driver Briggs Concordance, Thayer's Concordance, and the Fillmore Study Bible, uh, the Dictionary of Myth and Scriptures. Again, that's probably one of my uh, resources I go to more often than not. It's by G.A. Gaskell. Um, YouTube Studies, Neville Goddard, uh, Greens in a Linear, The Secrets of Heaven uh, by Emanuel Swedenberg, and um, The Fall and Restoration, 1968 lectures by Neville Goddard. All right, so um, right off the top, too, um, I always refer back to the King James Bible. Um, I know a lot of people, I say this one thing about the Bible. A lot of people will, will put people off of the Bible because they say that, you know, it's been twisted here, it's been twisted there, and I'm not going to dispute that, but what I am going to say is that if someone is new to the Bible, but before I even continue with that, let me just say that the Bible is probably, not probably, it is the greatest spiritual book ever written, bar none, period. And um, now from a literal aspect of it, it's kind of scary, right? But from a spiritual aspect, if you have the keys and you have those keys of knowledge so that you can understand what's being written, it's absolutely beautiful. And so back to what I was saying before is that when you're first getting started studying, um, how do you know there's anything that's uh, tweaked here or there? The scribes came in and tweaked this word or tweaked that word. I mean, there's no way for you to know. Um Uh, Basically, but, you know, once you become well-studied in it, maybe into the uh, Hebrew, the Aramaic, and the Greek, then maybe, you know, when someone comes along and says, yeah, they tweaked it here and tweaked it there, well, you can go back and you can look at the Vulgate, you can look at the Massara, and you can can, um, look at the Septuagint and say, okay, yeah, um, I see it, I see it now, they tweaked it a little bit here. (laughs) But how is the newbie going to have any idea that things have been changed here or there? But my point of all this is that the ultimate message has not been tweaked. The ultimate truth, the keys are still there, you can still glean the same harvest that you could glean before. And they have it they've twisted it a little bit in there in regard to the um the exoteric or the outer meanings. Um in other words as you read it. But the but the actual truth that's there, it, it's it's still perfectly preserved. So What I like to look at it like when you read the stories like about, you know, Jonah being swallowed up by a great fish or or um, the serpent talking to this woman or the more fantastic and crazy the story, um, you know, the more spiritual knowledge is embedded, um, the light that's that's held within that. So I like to look at the story kind of like as the skin of a a human being and the and the. the uh, that's that's akin to what I would call the outer court, all right? That's sort of our skin. It's the vessel which holds the light and um, the truth. And then, you know, we have organs. So what's going on with the organs is what happens in the, uh, the sanctuary. And the rules, the laws, which are in the outer court of the exoteric reading are much different than the laws that you will find in the sanctuary. And then... And then in the most inward understandings of the scriptures, I I liken that to the blood, our blood, The life is in the blood. And the laws that have to do with the most inward part, or the holy of holies, is uh, completely different from that. Which so, So if someone comes along and says, this is the meaning of the scripture, then the next question you should ask is, well, framed how where are you where are you are you rightly dividing it where exactly are you in 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 regard to your approach to meaning here and that's that's really important cuz you can get real screwed up when you start committing adultery and you're trying to use the laws of the outer court with that which is you know you're trying to use analogies and understandings of the um, most holy holy place which deals directly with um Yahweh, um, or um, or the Lord Himself, so to speak. Uh, even though God is not a man, but it just it's just a a holding place, uh, so to speak. Uh, we don't want to mix those. We want to understand where we are, so that we can rightly divide it, and we can apply these truths to our lives. And now, with that being said, we're talking about divine mind. We're 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 studying the divine mind. So when we read the word. What, if we're studying the divine mind, we're no longer sipping at the milk of, of morality and, um, uh, in other words, this law and that law. Okay, we're we are um, in regard to the flesh consciousness. Let's say, all right, that's an important part in regard to flesh consciousness. We're we're looking at spiritual laws, spiritual archetypes in God, in the divine mind. And 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 more than that, understand that you're the operator. You you are the you and God are one. There is not there there's not many gods. It, it, there is one. And so and and we'll get into that here in a minute. So let's just jump in. I, I'm going to use the, the King James Bible. And again, I'm going to say it off the top. I'm not a religious man. I'm not. Uh, I've gotten past the school teacher. The the customs, the traditions, they're they're good. They teach you um, up to a point, but once you learn the lesson, it's time to move on and apply that lesson to your life. And uh, there's no need to start observing days, times, seasons, and or um, customs and traditions. Uh, those taught me, taught it. Those teach us. But once the lesson's taught, you know, let it go because. We don't want to be uh, putting up uh, graven images in front of us and starting to worship and keep keep those uh, before our eyes. All right, so uh, I'm going to start reading tonight uh, a couple of verses here from Proverbs chapter 8. And remember last week we said that um, God as as the Father is love, and God as the Mother is wisdom. All right, and so... Proverbs chapter 8 starts with wisdom. She cries. I mean, she's like, you know, I got so much to say, you know, just listen up. But so I'm going to start at verse uh, 6. It says, hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness, and there is nothing froward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understandeth, and write to them that find knowledge. Restre- receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. All right, so... What exactly is the wisdom that we are supposed to receive, because you know there's all sorts of different wisdoms in the world you know there's um you know you hear the guy he says well he's street wise you know he doesn't he, he know anything about book sense, but he's street wise he knows how to hustle well that's a wisdom all right so the wisdom that the Bible is trying to impart in so many allegories, myths, tales uh stories is Yadhe vape. It is the mystery of creation. It is how to be a co-creator in God. Because let me say it like this. There is but one I am. There is but one um, um, state in uh, consciousness. The, The unlimited, unbounded potential in consciousness is I am. All right? Unbounded. But when I am becomes I am that... It is God. For instance, um, I'll put it in me for for example. Um, God became Michael Joseph. Okay. Now, I know is, we'll we'll get to this, but get in a little bit deeper. Not that I am God over you all or anybody who's who hears this call. No, we are all equal in consciousness. You're just as much God as I am. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. It's kind of a pun, but uh, but it, it, the question is, are you working in the light or are you working in the dark? Because remember, the scriptures say, "I create good, I create evil." We'll get into that. All right. So going back again, just touching again because I'm using the King James King James, and I'm using the symbols of the King James. Okay. So um, touching again because this is really important. Now the King James uses the the term Jesus Christ, and you know Jesus Christ means the perfect idea of man in divine mind. It's not that we are to hold up this man or that man. All right, this is the perfect idea of man, and you know therefore Jesus Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. All right, the power of God and. And we can even say that you know Jesus Christ is the totality of the Godhead, which is we we talked about that last week, Yad Vav is the totality of the Godhead uh, father, son mother, all right so effectively, when you look at you know imperfection, which is what we are all called to become we are we it says be ye perfect as my Father is perfect in heaven, okay well we'll get into that in a minute here. So, uh we are called to be perfect. Not somebody says, well, no, no, we are fallen beings and we we live in sin. Well, they don't understand. They're they're false teachers. They are, they're teaching you that you and God are separated somehow. It's it's impossible. All right, it, it it's not well, there's an illusion of separation if you believe you're separated and uh and all right but hopefully we're we're talking about divine mind here the people that are here in this call understand that and they've gotten past that illusion so all right so when imperfection when Jesus Christ becomes us and just again I had to nail this down over and over again Jesus Christ I am not in any way shape or form referring to a man okay what I'm saying is, is that when we so align our consciousness to the perfection of the idea of perfection in God, because God is spirit, and spirit is mind, unlimited, unbounded mind. Um, when we align ourselves with that, then we become, rather, Jesus Christ becomes us. But the interesting thing is, is we don't lose our identity. I remain Michael Joseph, okay, but I become Jesus Christ. You understand? I am I am a man, but I have, if my consciousness is being aligned into perfection, All right. So in other words, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. All right. So again, you know, all of our lives, you know, we've been taught that God is outside of us. I I was and that we were to pray to God as if, you know, God was a man. Um, But again, God is not a man. And the scriptures do declare God is not a man that he should lie. And, And it declares in another place, God is spirit. All right. And that we should worship in spirit and in truth. So, you know, prerequisite to being able to worship is to know truth. How are you going to worship? How are you going to come up and be a co-creator? In other words, what, a king needs something from his subjects? What is the subject going to give a king? The king already owns everything in the kingdom. The only thing a king uh, can get from his subjects is their choices, and and so to worship is to is to align your consciousness in such perfection as the standard which is set the ensign the flag bearer which is Jesus Christ or you know the perfect idea of man in divine mind all right so there's only one God period unity hero Israel here the Lord your God is one and but the one God manifests in our in our world, in our life, in many different forms, and so uh, Jim Davis is just as much God as Michael Joseph is. All right, and so um, that's what we have to cling to. All right, the the difference is um, where we are on our path. Is in you know where are we? Where are we in the unity between flesh consciousness and spiritual consciousness? All right, and a so-called struggle between the outer man and the inner man, all right, uh, which is by the way a struggle between head knowledge and real gnosis, real experiential knowing, all right? So, <clears throat> okay, uh, so when you know when the when they go on and on, and they say Jesus Christ is God understand that if you're holding up a man in front of you, you're going to have trouble with that because you can say, well, this was a man. Okay. He was, he was endowed with the, uh, the Christ. Okay. But no, I'm, I'm challenging you. And by the way, the scriptures give us license to actually do this. I believe Paul and Corinthians say we I no longer regard the scripture after any man. Okay. So there's your license. And, uh, I'm challenging you to to quit thinking about a man, quit thinking about you know a, a name um and and just realize there is but unity so when someone says Jesus Christ is God, that's true that's absolutely true uh because Jesus Christ is perfection uh in man um uh, and there is but one church and that church is called the Church of man. All right, that's why he called their name Adam, because Adam is the first noble state slash church in God. All right, So coming up into divine mind and quit thinking about this man and this woman, you know, Adam and Eve, and now we say he called their name Adam, so we say, hold on a minute, Adam is the congregation, which we're going to get to in a minute in Psalms 82. Adam is the wife. Adam is Adam is that state which is uh um uh that in that church all right so someone who has this truth is is a heaven in the least sense the individual that has this truth and actually has experiential knowledge of this truth is a heaven in the least sense and a church in the least sense all right and as we get together and we come together to worship and to uh to pray um uh, we we become a church in the in the greater sense, in the state in the greater sense. So, continuing, you know, now you know John said in the book of John, uh, the Gospel of John, that the Word was made flesh. And further, if you continue in that, I won't read it. But he also says that the Word is life, and and then he says, and and this life is the light that lighteth everyone now I know in the scriptures says every man, but it's ish in the Hebrew, which means everyone. Every everyone who comes in the flesh is lighted by this light. So what is this? What is this life? What is this light uh, that that is this word? Well, go go check me out. Go go look up that you know the meaning of the term, the word. Well, I mean you'll see in the Greek it's logos, but go deeper. Go go check the roots out. D- dig deep, and you'll find. Um, you're going to find there. It's the meaning. It, the the in in the beginning was the meaning. There is there is um, um, spirit, but with knowledge, rational knowledge, and understanding, and wisdom, and prudence. It is understanding. Nothing ever comes forth in our realm that did not first arise in mind. Everything arises in mind. And and if you really think about it, when you think about states um, and you think about law, law is spiritual. There's nothing that is actually tangibly real about law. Law acts on things, okay? Law is not the actual thing. And so, um, all right, and we talked about that a little bit last week in regard to states and how the states were set up in the same image, the fractal image of divine uh, mind. All right. So, I guess what I'm saying is I I want to challenge the listener here and the reader that might come along and read this as well. Um you know, have you ever wondered why there's no picture of Jesus? I mean, I mean, I know you see these you know, uh these blue-eyed, you know, brown-haired pictures of halos and all this and you know you see all this stuff but but we have no actual image um these are all fabricated by the way there is no image that is uh and and that there's a reason for that um because Jesus is you the, you're the central character here you in fact you play every single role in the bible okay every single man woman city uh every every single place these are different aspects of different states. Like for instance, John is found baptizing um, um, in a place called uh, near Bethany. And um, he's baptizing in the Jordan in a place near Bethany. And there's not one word that's out of place. You know, if you dig deeper, you're going to find that there is. it's so perfectly meted out. This word Bethany means strife, contention. And um and we see that uh in this strife and this struggle, you know, that's it's almost like man needs that uh, friction in order to to realize that um he's missing the mark. Um and, if, and again, let me just say that when I use he um I I mean there is no gender, I mean it's it's in plurality, all genders. So all right, um <clears throat> all genders. I speak to both the male and the female, all right. So I know it's a hard saying for those that are you know steeped in um, orthodox religion to say that you know Jesus is you okay uh, um, but give it a shot and you will find that you that the one that you are the woman at the well and you've been drawing water for your husband and you've been suffering under the law but here comes the one in grace who says you know if you only knew who you were talking to then you would have a day spring which would arise from within you, and you would never thirst again, all right, because you'd realize that you are the central character. You are all the characters, and this is your life. The Bible is literally your autobiography, and the book will read completely different than you have ever read it because you realize it's not talking about killing off people. It's not talking about, you know, these things, um, laying down with your mother and having incest or all this nasty stuff, it's talking about how your psyche works and how your psyche works in relation to the spirit realm or the fourth dimension realm in God and how you can become a co-creator and live in peace and happiness and you can quit you know, with um, living in a state of unfulfilled um, objectives or missing the mark totally and you can um, all right, so it's time for us to start to meet our objectives. And, all right, so again, I understand this, this is a hard saying. And, you know, with our history lessons and through our senses, you know, um, we're persuaded to, things, to think things like, you know, in regard to Jesus Christ, that's not his name, you know. this, this name's not Jesus Christ, or uh, or Jesus and Christ are two separate things, or the man was really called this. Throw all that in the trash. I mean, I, I'm challenging you to come up now in thought, to come up now in divine mind, and, and realize that if we have our eyes fixed on a man, on a specific teacher, you know, we're in idol worship, okay? We, we are the, know ye not that ye are the temple of God, okay? We, we don't need our eyes fixed on any man, okay, anybody period and by the way not just any man but any any um image any any name any appala- appellation any thought or idea other than the perfect idea of man and god you know that remains before our sight is exactly the same as creating a golden calf or you know a graven image and we're said we're told hey don't do that all right because as soon as we create that in our consciousness, okay, we we radiate that. Well, guess what happens when you radiate that away from you, from yourself and consciousness? Well, if somebody else is not willing to hear that, that wave of consciousness comes right back on you and and embodies itself in your world. And since you're the creator of that, then you have the liability for it. So... We are told order our order our conversation. In other words, when I said the word is on your lips, your thoughts, your 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 inner, how do I say it? Your inner chatter of um, the ideas that you maintain. You know the scripture says, "Take every thought captive." All right, and and you know we're going to get into that a little bit long, uh, further down the road here tonight as well in regard to how this knowledge is, is is used against you. But once you realize the the how this works, then you know, if, if if you allow it to be used against you, well that's on you, okay? But we're not gonna do that. We're gonna we're gonna take the bull by the horns and we're gonna make the change. So all right. So again, um, the paradigm shift in consciousness is to realize that your life is the way it is because that's the consciousness that you have. And if you want your life to change, then you have to shift your consciousness. All right? And just like, for instance, if you've been reading the scriptures as if these were characters that lived thousands of years ago, well, you're just reading a novel. You may as well be reading the newspaper. All right, And it's a pretty nasty story. All right, But if you start reading it as if you're the central character, you're playing all the roles uh all of a sudden now it uh it takes on a whole new light all right and and so you're you're invested in it in such that uh you can now come up into the um, the holy of holies you you are the the priest that enters into the holy of holies you are the i am that is that is in the holy of holies okay it, it there is god is one god is not a multiplicity god is god is there are not multiple gods god is one all right it's just that the god manifests in many different forms all right and that's that's the key like the the apple on the table is just as much god as you are all right, all right. um i I know the pastors are rolling over in their graves right now but uh, that's the way it is all right You can't have it both ways. You can't say God is one and then say that my flesh is somehow separate from God. It is not. God is one. All right? There cannot—we can't say, for in him we live, we move, and have our being, as the poets have written, which is true, and then turn around and say, oh, but by the way, you know, I'm on the earth, and this is my flesh, and I'm separate from God. Wrong. That logic is is fatally flawed, and uh, I know it's an emotional response— but it is absolutely fatally flawed. So again, you know, last week we went kind of into the um just touching on the formula of yad heh vav and um and so <laughs> this past week, you know, I've been going like I said, I've had to struggle like okay, what am I going to talk about? What are we going to go with this this coming week? And I got to thinking about this idea of sin, okay? And then the idea of Jesus Christ, because remember, the scriptures, they they talk about that man is in a fallen state. So man is in the state of sin. And then you have Jesus Christ, you know, in the scriptures, which, again, if you understand properly, which is the perfect idea. OK, so to be in a state of sin is to miss the mark. So clearly, if we're missing the mark, we're not we're not we don't have our eyes, our spiritual eyes turned towards the perfect idea okay now we'll get into that in a minute here but um, okay so I, I just, just again we're talking about divine mind so let's just let's don't get bogged down in moral code as in you know thou shalt not commit murder you know I mean we're, what I want to say is um, you know there's murder of the flesh and killing the flesh but we're more interested in what does it mean spiritually speaking to commit murder And, um, hey, you know, um, I'm not you. You have desires that are completely different than my desires. And if I take you and I so um, put you in a state of uh, degradation, um, in terms of physical degradation, and I mentally just absolutely abuse you to the point that I reform you into my image, and I set your desires and your mind to structure you according to my image, of what should be well I've just murdered you okay and we're talking spiritually now stay up we're not talking flesh alright and now shalt not commit no murder okay you be you and I'll be me alright but you be you and I'll be me and with understanding that I will do unto you as I would have done unto me that is ultimately the paramount Law that whatever you put forth in consciousness, you better make darn sure that the ones who you're doing it for are um, are willing to accept what you're doing. If you're trying to reforge somebody into uh, some image of what you have for them, be careful because it's like a boomerang. It if if it's not accepted on the other end, it's going to come right back to you, and you better be careful because if you've not done for someone else, as you would like to have done, well, that, that you ain't going to like the results, because it, when it comes back to you, it's going to manifest in your world, all right? So with that in mind, we can start to realize that our world, our experience of the world, is, is, a, is manifesting as a condition of our conscious state, our state and consciousness, All right. So then, okay. Let's let's read some more scripture. John chapter fifteen, verse twenty-two, the one called Jesus speaking. Okay. Remember, stay up. We're talking about the perfect idea. Okay, of man and God. If I had not come, or came and spake unto them, they would have not known sin. Well, how about that? Look at that. Now here's here is perfection uh, relating, if if the creature, which is related to mankind, had not become aware of perfection, then sin would not exist. Because, see, see, once the idea of perfection became resident in the mind of mankind, well, mankind is always striving towards that perfection, okay, and missing the mark all along the way. But, if that idea had never uh, become resident in consciousness, then there wouldn't have been any sin because mankind would have been just happy as, you know, whatever to be uh, as a hog and slot, to be, uh, you know, in the state where he currently finds himself, even though he may be completely miserable. Um, what else is there, right? It's just life, all right? So there's that's a real key there because, you know, you know, when you look at the old story of the, the two boys, uh, Jacob and Esau, right? Or Esau and Jacob. Esau's the first son, Jacob's the second. Esau is your objective world. Think about Esau as your problem. Whatever you don't, you're not happy. Esau is what's born where you missed the mark. Okay, it's the son that, or the state that is um, birth of the desolate woman, okay? And you've missed the mark. You're not very happy. It's not your savior. Okay, but... Um, Jacob is the son that hits the mark, okay? In other words, you've obtained your objective, and so Jacob saves you, okay? And and think about that for a second. How many times have you gone to church or listened to somebody and said, well, we've got to save you. You're not saved. Saved from what exactly, please? Explain that to me. Saved from what? And the answer is saved from yourself. And that's a really that's a strange cuz you know we're so self-centered a lot of people i mean the world today is so self-centered that you know say for myself what's wrong with me well are you happy do you, do you feel satisfied is your purpose do you have your purpose are you serving other people have you found your purpose to where you can you can serve other people and be fulfilled well i mean then you're you know right and you'll find, by the way, a quick tangent, that um, the happiest that you will ever be in life is when you serve other people in total charity. You don't need anything. We're not going to pass the plate tonight, I promise, you know, for those that are new to the call. And um, we're not asking for any money or no, we don't want anything from you. We just want you to be uh, happy and fulfilled. And this work is about uh, bringing people up in consciousness so that they can actually do something about their uh their current state of affairs if they're not happy about it. So, you know, in Acts chapter 3, verse 6, um, the one called Peter comes up on someone who is uh, lame, can't walk. And uh, Peter says, remember, it's, we read in the Proverbs that, that wisdom, this wisdom, which is known as the, the power and the wisdom, is known as Jesus Christ, okay, not a man again, it's, it's okay. He says silver in, in Proverbs, he says, look, this wisdom is more valuable than rubies. It's more valuable than silver. It's more valuable than gold. It's the most valuable thing that you can possibly get because money is nothing. Money is just a form. Silver, gold, Federal Reserve names, I don't care what you do, electrons, whatever you want to call it, the credits on an account. It's absolutely nothing compared to the power and the wisdom of creation. You want money? Well, you know, go do it. Go get your money and be happy. All right. So here's the man who can't walk and he wants to walk. So Peter says to him, silver and gold, I have none, but such as I have, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And all right. So in other words, Peter's the faith principle and in in the name of in the character in the understanding in the wisdom of the perfect idea of man and God, there is no debt there. I see you perfect, all your ligaments, all your bones, all of your cells, everything is functioning in high precision, and you were walking and leaping and and abounding and i'm I'm celebrating with you. get up and walk, man, you know, and that's the power that each one of us have. All right, every one of us can do this because we are all God manifest in this individual personas. All right? There and By the way, when you I know that the at some point, you know, you probably heard in your life, well, this ego and this that and the other and God and this you know, whatever. Look, God is one. The ego is just as much God as anything else. It's it's just our understandings, our understandings in And where we are in our progression, where we stand, how we have framed our reality. Uh, So literally, our entire world is pushed out um, as a function of the consciousness that we currently hold. And if you can really get down with that, then you will realize you can reach out and you can take from the tree of life anytime you want. When you're ready, start eating. All right. So again... Going back to it, you know, sin. Um, this is what I. This is what I realized. I was walking my dog. I was like, sin is missing the mark and the standard of the flag. The uh, you know, like the look at any um, look at any um, army carries a flag in front of it. It's the guidon, the standard bearer. It's the it's it stands for the state that in which the the army is fighting for. All right. So the standard for the state of perfection is Jesus Christ. And you know, if you want to call it Yahushua, Yeshua, uh, Yahshua. It don't matter, you want to call him the standard Messiah. I don't care what you call it. It doesn't matter as long as you're not thinking about a man, but you're you you have focused in the center uh, the perfect idea of man and God. you know the moment that you turn your eye and you start considering a man, you're in auto worship and in in <laughs> You're actually bringing curses on your own head because you're actually taking away from the word, and you know when it talks about death and plagues. Well, this is um, frustration. You know, basically, you're not getting the state you desire. All right. All right. So I you know you know. Then then the back in the day, Moses goes in to see Pharaoh, and there's all these plagues and death and this, that, and the other. This is just you're you're missing the mark. In, in your in your um, creations, and um, and you're frustrated. You remain frustrated. You, you haven't been, you haven't brought forth the state that is going to save you from whatever needs saving. So I mean, for instance, we just went through um, the Feast of Tabernacles time. Well, I mean, Feast of Tabernacles is eight days, all right. So think about it. The first six days are the days that you go into Yad the the spiritual days of creation. On the seventh day, you enter into Sabbath because you've already raised up, you've raised up the the um, the image, you've you've put in the prayer, you enter into your rest, you let go of it because there's nothing you can do about it anyway, and if you try to do something with it, now you're tampering with it, now you are adding to the scriptures, and what does the say? It says, well, if you add to it, may all the curses that are talked about come on your head. So you can't add to it. You can't take away from it. Well, what if you try to take away from it? What if you try to say, well, you know, I know we asked for a full ride, but uh, a full scholarship. But you know, we got this, so I guess that's that's okay. Now hold on a minute. You asked for a full ride. You're gonna get a full ride, and and don't don't add to it. don't take away from it. Get just stick to it, and and um, and so so then you know, devolve. Um, manifest that state. And the difference is, is the state manifest in accord with Jesus Christ, the perfect idea of man and God. Remember, silver and gold, have I not, but what I have I will give you. In other words, I'm going to see you, friend, in the perfect light of what you want. In other words, the man was lame. What did he want? His Savior, his salvation was to walk. So, Peter uh, carrying his burden, um, saw him in the light of Walking and he gave him the ability to walk. Now, who actually gave him the ability to walk? The Spirit, the Spirit who works through Peter gave him. Go read again in Hebrews about Jesus. He did everything. He says, "Of myself, in and of myself, I can do nothing, but the Spirit that works through me." Okay. Now it's the same thing in you. Of in and of itself, you can do nothing, but. In other words, in flesh consciousness, forget it. You know, try to figure out your world in flesh consciousness. We'll see where it brought you to right now. You're not, you know, so, so then, you know, back to the yathveva, and then the hay, the hay part is that which would save you for this man. You know, his salvation was to be able to walk, and so, to be able to walk, you see, Peter had to enter into his six days of creation. He rested on the seventh of Sabbath. These aren't actual physical days, these are just stages in creation. And he rests in the Sabbath, knowing that it's done. Okay? Now it takes time. Look look at what happens when a man goes into a woman and sows seed and the and the and the ovum is fertilized in her womb. It takes nine months for the son to uh to be birthed. Okay? Well, when you when you make your physical or your uh, spiritual creations, it takes time. There is a time element for which we're, uh, it will manifest in your world. So waiting on that time, that's symbolized as the eighth day. The eighth day is therefore, um, the eight means new beginnings. okay? So you got your Savior, which was the hay and you you had it the moment you prayed, the moment you came, to the point of satisfaction in your prayer, when that fire lighted down upon your head in the upper room and you came to the point of knowing, of real knowing, of actual first hand experiencing in the fourth dimension and, and sensing and feeling and a sense of satisfaction that your desire has been accomplished, all right? You saw it, all right? Then you wait, okay, not by strength, not by you know, might, but by my spirit saith the Lord, you wait on the Lord, that's the psalm thirty seven wait on the Lord, all right, and so uh the the son always comes first. The Son, Jesus Christ, always comes first, first, and he says, I must go and that the, that the Holy Spirit can come and lead you into all truth. you understand? It is the Holy Spirit which will birth this new reality on the eighth day. And, oh, by the way, you may find yourself on the eighth day, well, you know, now that I have this, I want more. And what did he say? He said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. So you say you want more. Okay, great. We'll go get your more and grow and grow and grow into and the point where, you know, you become so so, so um, skilled in this wisdom that you can give, you can freely give in charity and just, you know, without any accolades, without anybody knowing that you've even done anything good for your neighbor. Um, all right. And you can do this. Uh, you can pray for anybody and see them in a state of wealth if they need a job see them working, slap them on the back in your imagination, see them and feel the, you know, feel them saying, hey, he's got a job, and I got a 50% pay raise, and, you know, and they don't even have to have any clue that um, any of this happened, and of course, you know, you'll have to endure the day when they come and tell you they've been fired, but remember, all things happen to the good for those who love the Lord, so, you know, of course, they would have to be fired, they'd have to be fired in order to Step into this new state of consciousness in which you prepared for him. Because remember, silver and gold have I not. But what I have, I will give you. All right, so the key um, at our center is I am. Our center, the Father, the, the Yod, is I am, or unlimited potential in being. And again, I am manifest is, you know, I'm going to put it in me, uh, Michael Joseph, which is the son. Uh, in other words, Michael Joseph is the son of God. I am in the Father. And the fathers and me, and the father and I are one. All right. So you know we could say that's Yod Hey. All right. In in the that's that's two parts of the of the pillars in the in the sacred name. But ask yourself again: How is the son able to birth any new state and being? Because you know a son, a, a male. Just you know, remember we read it, uh, we saw in last week's lecture or uh, presentation rather, sorry, that a. Um, we can know the Godhead by looking at the things created. And no man ever birthed anything. All right. No man ever birthed any son, any child. So so we have to find, okay, who's gonna do this? And this is God as mother through through wisdom. Which is why it is said that Jesus Christ is the totality of the Godhead. Because the idea is the perfection of power and the perfection of wisdom in God, and God is Spirit. So you know, when you rise up and quit looking at you know these names, these places, and 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 now to say, hold on a minute, these are aspects in my consciousness, and maybe they weren't there before, but they're getting there now. And once they're there, they're there. And so we can we now have license not to consider any man after the flesh. All right. It's time to come up. All right. It's time to realize that Peter did what he did in the name of Jesus Christ. He's not speaking in the name of some man. All right. All right. That's that's nothing. There is no power there. Come come all you want and say, well, I'm speaking in the name of Michael Joseph or whatever. See what happens. All right. Now, come on. All right. So. All right. So again, it's done through the vive The creation of the new state is done through God as mother or or wisdom. And again, you know the reason why all these pronouns he, she, it, it in the Greek uh, neuter are used is so that we can understand the emotion, so that our our minds, which are not infinite, um, in our flesh consciousness, can sort of grasp. The emotion or the idea in in a, in a limited way, but such that you know we can continue. Like once we get a hold of it in that limited way, and we we grasp a hold of this idea, that we can begin to use it and we can begin to benefit from it. And then we we get as as we get more um, used to it, working with it, then then the things that we do are, become greater and greater and greater. Right? Don't despise a day of small things. So. All right, so again, the state that uh, she is going to birth is is called the Son of God because that state is birth of God, and that state, and there cannot, remember, we read in uh, 1 John, the epistles of John, chapter 3, verse 9, that which is born of God cannot sin, right? That's exactly right because that which is born of God is your Savior. You were the one who went in there, put in the prayer. You put in your desire. You put in your thought you put in the imagination, you imagined it, you saw yourself, you gave thanks over it, and that which is born of God cannot sin. Period. Because it hits the mark. It it meets the objective, it saves you. It is your it is your Jacob. It is not the problem, it is a solution. All right? So all right. So uh all right. So uh, and just going back here, I'm just kind of hitting on these things, just making sure I'm hitting on what I wanted to talk about. So, you know, remember that Scripture relates that the creature was made subject to sin against his will. All right, and that is a very, very important thing to realize. John was baptizing near Bethany in the Jordan. All right, against his will is the creature made subject to sin. Well, well, how so? How was the creature made subject to sin? But remember, if I had not come all right, and spake, saying Jesus Christ, which is, in other words, if the idea of perfection had never entered into your consciousness, then you'd have never known sin. Because <laughs> you'd be perfectly content in whatever state that you found yourself in. There's nothing for you to obtain to. And uh, so the idea to obtain to perfection is a pretty awesome idea. But remember, um, once man, uh, once this idea lodges and becomes resident in the consciousness of man, then man is always striving towards that perfection, which means he must reach out, he must take hold of the tree of life, and he must begin to eat, which is akin to, you must, you must, um, man, Kind must begin to operate the um, the laws of Yatevavhe in creation in his in in our own lives, in order to bring forth the Savior, which is the Son of God. And remember, now listen to this. Watch, he's speaking to Peter. This is Jesus speaking to Peter in the garden. He says, "Watch, for you know not." All right. So, so remember, uh, he, he tells Peter to watch. He comes back and he finds Peter asleep. All right, well, that's you know, right, the faith principle sleeping, sleeping on the creation, right? And, um, and, then, and then he tells the disciples in another place, watch, for you know not when the Son of Man comes. All right. in other words, the second coming of Christ. You understand this is the second Son, hey, which is birth of the Holy Spirit. So watch. You become a witness. All right? You, you don't tamper with it. Let go. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. It's going to happen, but you don't know when it's going to happen because there's always going to be a time element associated with your creations, and you can't control that time element. So with that understanding, your objective world as you perceive it right now is a function of all that you have created subjectively in your life up to this point. Okay, so... You want to change the objective world. You have to change it subjectively. You have to enter into your prayer closet and lift up a new prayer, and uh, and the Holy Spirit will birth that. But it doesn't happen immediately. There, there is a time. Uh, so, so the the point is though, is that you've heard to say, now is the time. Now is the time. You want you want your Savior to come forth. Well, what what would save you? In other words, once you become knowledgeable of these principles of faith and in that material things are unbinding They they can't bind you. Religion, you hear it, religion to rebind. Okay, they can't bind you. Okay, enter into your prayer closet and um, you know, be like Samson. It's just like nothing. It's like twine. You just pop it right off. You're good to go. But you let that you let that emotion get in you. That woman, that Delilah. And you let her cut your hair. Your spiritual um insights your the, this this knowledge this wisdom well you're going to take get a haircut all right and you're gonna find yourself completely subject to the, your five senses and the objective world in which you find yourself resident in because what did it say in that in that story it said that the Philistines put out Samson's eyes and they made him a slave. Okay, well the five lords, the five senses, put out your spiritual eyes and make you a slave to your um your senses. And right. So and, and who did it? Well the woman of emotion cut his hair and took away his great strength. Well you are Samson. You are Samson. Samson is you, all right? All right? And you're growing your hair. Yeah, you may have been sapped of your strength in your, in your youth, but and I don't know where you are in age, the listener listening to this, but your hair is growing and you're coming to know these truths. And the thing about the wonderful thing about the scriptures is they say, test me. And so, you know, put it to the test, see if it works and you'll be surprised. It does work. Um, and then once you have experience of it working, well, there's nothing that you can't put your hand to in your life. For yourself and for anybody else, the only thing that binds you in this expression is do unto others as you would have done unto you. Because when I tell you that that is binding, if you create something in the negative for someone um, and that ric- uh, boomerangs back to you, then guess what? You're going to have to deal with that negative aspect that you uh, that you thought to put on somebody else. All right? we don't want that all right so the, the the that's why love is the is literally the highest law it is it absolutely trumps everything because literally <clears throat> you see your friend hurting you see your friend wanting to um to succeed and can't figure out why maybe you know in the first 7 years of life mommy and daddy told told your friend that they were worthless and that they would never attain to anything and they can't seem to um to get past. They, they tell you things like, every time I, I, I get close to closing a deal, I always shoot myself in the foot and I can never um, get it done. Well, that's exactly right. The subconscious is heard that um, that that being is worthless, and the subconscious, she's going to serve up uh, everything under the sun in order to fulfill the desires of that one, because that one ultimately at its core thinks that that he or she is worthless and the subconscious is going to make darn sure that that feeling of worthlessness is fulfilled all right and it's a terrible thing to say but you as a friend could come along and see yourself um enjoying the success with with your friend and you don't have to tell him a word don't even say uh, that you've done anything for him in fact the scripture says don't let your left hand know what your right hand is up to all right and if you want if you want to have um treasure in the earth if you want to have your friend slap you on your back and say thank you so much for what you did for me well there you've got your reward alright and I hope you enjoy it because you know your reward don't tell a soul and enter into your prayer closet and realize you've entered into the status of a warrior priest and what I mean there is no gender there alright and you now know how to pray so alright Okay, so uh, there was a little bit of feedback there. So, all right, so again, um, Peter, or the faith principle, go into the upper room, all right, that's in the scriptures, the upper room. In another place, it's called the fourth dimension, and why is it called the fourth dimension? Because, you know, the scriptures talks about, you know, linked width, um, height, and breadth, and so it's the fourth dimension and uh, the upper room in the Old Testament is the fourth dimension, and the New Testament is called the upper room. It's just, you know, you're entering into your imagination and entering into Yad-Heh-Vav, and, and, uh, and you're, you're creating in your imagination and letting go and not even trying to do anything with it. That's the great thing about it. I mean, if you really understand this, because, I mean, lots of times we say, well, okay, I want, I want a new job. Okay, or whatever you want. I, I don't know what you want, but I'm just going to use that as. A, as a, I'd like to have a better job. I'd like to make more money. Okay, great. Nail it down. What exactly do you want? Okay, what would it be like if you had those things? Okay, now it. Now man, man is used to saying, okay, well, I need to make a plan. I need to. I need to. You know, what do I need to do? I need, I need to interview. I need this, that. I need to do the other. And and if I do all this then maybe, just maybe, I can get a new job, all right? Well, that's not how it works. See, see now you're taking away from it. You're adding, you're adding to and you're taking away from it, all right? Doing both, all right? Because you're limiting by taking away, by actually thinking that God is not able to manifest this in your world, okay? Once you have put that, that, that vision, that, that um, desire, and, and reached a sense of satisfaction in that imagined state, it's done, you got it. Just sit back and wait on it, all right? And you don't have to do nothing, and the reality is, is you've done everything already. You've done the six days of creation. It's done. Because remember, and God breathed into um, his nostrils, and he became a living soul. In other words, it's not a second telling of the recreation, Genesis 2 verse Genesis 1. Genesis One is the creation in the Spirit. Genesis 2 is manifestation into consciousness. All right? And the light is the light that lighteth every man which comes into this world. So there is but one. It's it's consciousness. Is the member of one blood he made all nations. That one blood is consciousness. All right? It's really beautiful when you see it. So, you know, when you start to... um, say, well, what have I got to do to make this happen? And the answer is nothing. All you have to be able to do. And what does the scripture say in another place? My people, my people languish for lack of vision, or my people perish for lack of vision. And then in another place it says, uh, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Same thing. If you have no knowledge, how can you operate truth? All right. So, um, all right, uh let me just keep going here. Uh so again the, the idea, let's go back to date to keeping a day. Uh, people are arguing in the world today. Well, is it Saturday, is it Sunday? You got those that are steeped in um uh Judean culture, uh uh Orthodox religion and say, It's always been Saturday and you got over here the Roman Catholics and the Protestants say it's Sunday, that's the day, you know. They're both wrong the sabbath is the seal on the prayer the sabbath is the seal on the people of god and you cannot enter into keeping the sabbath until you have completed your six days of work all right and the the sabbath is letting go completely letting go and coming to rest and realizing not by strength, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. All of these things are going to come to pass by my spirit, saith the Lord. And if you want to turn around and you want to mess around with it, you want to say, well, I've got to set my hand to it in order for it to come. Well, guess what? It ain't going to happen. And then whatever does happen, it, it's going to be desolate. It's not going to, it's not going to be your Savior the state that you desired to resolve your solution. If you mess with it, it's not going to be your Savior. It's not going to be the Son of God you desired. Alright. So what did he say? He said he said at the end of the rest, he said, it is finished. Alright. And so um we literally we have the scepter in our hands. We have we are the king priests. Okay? But you don't need no king priest before you. You are the king priest. Alright? All aspects you you, it, you only need to ask yourself when you really understand this what do you want? Is something plaguing you in your body? Fix it you want more money, fix it. Your friend needs something. give it to him, give it to her without even knowing that you gave it to him you know see in other words, figure out the state of of their excitement. See, what what would be the result of them receiving this gift? See, because think of the gift, and in, in this is what I want to get into. I want to get into the negative side, for instance, of this. All right? So you open up the newspaper, or you see on the TV, the news, or whatever, this terrible story, and you're moved emotionally. It steers in you. Remember? Uh, the man sitting beside the pool, he said, in the scriptures, he said, you know, every now and again the the pool is stirred and the angel, you know, that heals. He you said, know, but I don't have any man to come along and put me in this pool so I can get a healing. All right, will you be that man to put your friend in the pool, and and see the angel coming, the 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 friend of yours? So, so let's say your friend needs a needs a job. Okay, see him, find out what job do you want. See him enjoying that job, and see his, you know a friend of yours, a mutual friend, coming along and slapping them on the back and saying, you know, this is great. You know, you're going out, you're having a beer, you're enjoying the fact that you got the promotion or the new job. That friend that you see that's coming and slapping is the angel, is the angel, and you are the creator, okay? And, and, and you know, you're bringing more, Is the more that you can bring into the prayer the more that you, you know, the, the sensory expression that you can nail it down, the detail. That's why it takes six days. It's work. All right? But you sit in it until you actually have experienced it, and you actually come to a point of satisfaction that it is finished. No longer Jesus on the cross. No surre, No. Him resurrected from the dead. The new the, the resurrected son, the new state. All right, it's beautiful. It's beautiful when you see it. So you no longer, you know. Remember the woman Rebecca, um, uh, the um, the two sons Esau and Jacob. Remember the scripture says Esau I hated, and Jacob I loved. All right, come on now, poor little old Esau. God already hates he's he already hates Esau that poor old redhead boy, you know. And come on now, come on. Esau is your problem. Jacob is your savior, your solution. All right? So, all right, so, all right. <clears throat> so, basically, what I want to say, if you're tracking, is you have un, you are unlimited in your ability to create. Well, when I say unlimited, you're even to the point that you can create evil. Remember the scripture said, I create good, I create evil? If you are moved, when you read that magazine and it moves you, it stirs you in anger or somehow negative emotion, and you move and you see an image of what you would have done to resolve this, all right, well, guess what? You just created that state in 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 the Holy Spirit. And guess what you're going to get manifest in your world if the receivers of this reject it. It's going to embody it in your world. All right, because it's gonna boomerang right back to you. Which is why the scripture says, Take every thought captive, all right? In other words, order your conversation. That the chatter, the, the the word on your lips, the thoughts that run through your mind coupled with these desires of either revenge or hatred or I'm gonna get you know, whatever. Anger. You're creating. You're creating states of evil. I create good, I create evil. That's right. You're the one doing it. And it literally, there's no pointing the finger at this point. Once you come to this knowledge and you realize this is the way it works, you can't point the finger. Your world is a function of what you make it. And when I say you... I mean I, I don't exclude myself from this. I, I say I'm saying the 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 totality. How about I said the world is a function of what we make it. Alright? And so let us turn now to the highest form. Let us be light workers. Let us work in the light, understanding that light is consciousness. Okay. Let us let us work by the light of love and let us do unto others as we would have done unto ourselves. Alright, so now let now let's go and let's let's read that beautiful song. And it says, "Song of Solomon, chapter two, verse three: As the apple tree among the wild trees, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under its shadow with great delight, and its fruit was sweet to my taste. I mean, that is like, (laughs) I mean, that says it all. All right, that's like that's your savior, right? You see, God, it's beautiful." All right, so they, we're we're talking about the ability to reach out your hand and partake of the tree of life. Okay, what well, what do you what would save you in your world? All right, do you know how we we've talked about the question is before? Do you know how to pray? The, the, you know, and and do you know how to pray? Well, what do you want? With specificity, what do you want in in a conditioned it, the condition is, does it mutually benefit all parties?? All right? And since it's your world pushed out, the, the consciousness that you experience is your inner world pushed out, manifested in, in, in your outer world. who are you hurting? Who are you hurting? If you see yourself with, with untold riches, okay? who have you hurt? did not god did not jesus christ the perfect idea of man and god relate i have come to give you life and life more abundantly if you see yourself poor if you see yourself always scraping to make ends meet well that's exactly what you're going to be and that's what your consciousness those will be the thoughts those will be the people that you will you will surround yourself with and they will be um they will enter into your life and people will say, Well that's the law of attraction. It is not. There is no such thing as the law of attraction. The law is Yad He Vav He. Right? It's what you create. And see the law of attraction, the secret is just all mumbo jumbo BS. It gets people looking to some sort of magical thing that, you know, I can attract this to me and attract that, and, and and it takes away the liability and the obligation of being a creator, all right? My world is the way it is because that's the way I want it to be, all right? And if I want it to be different, then I can change it. But if I cannot change it unless I understand the law, all right, and by use of the operation of the creative law, I can change the consciousness and change my world, Right, so so what we're talking about is a mental diet. We're talking about eating of the manna now. We are eating of that, that you know, manna literally means what's that? In other words, go, go try to describe these principles to the Orthodox Church and see what happens. If they don't throw you out on your rear end, I'll be surprised, but certainly they're going to be like, what's that? They're not going to be able to refute it now. Mind you, they are not going to be able to refute it but they have no clue what we're talking about here because remember milk for babes, meat for men. All right. So, you know, um, think about like if you, if you'd like to listen to music, which I do, um, I've I've bent my ear these days to, uh, to hear Bob Marley and the Grateful Dead. I mean, everywhere I turn, it's there. Led Zeppelin, you know, Bob Marley, he's in positive vibration. He says, if you get down and you quarrel every day, um, you're saying prayers to the devils, I say, right? Why not help one another on the way? Make it make it a little bit easier, all right? So you just can't live that negative way. If you know what I mean, make way for the positive day because it's a new day, and it's a new feeling, and it's a new Zion. And she it says, oh, what a new day. Uh, it's great, it's great. So, I mean, look. I'm going to kind of wrap this up, but I'm going to go to uh, Psalms 82. I'm going to read the whole thing and I'm going to go back to verse 1. It says, in verse 2, it says, Elohim standeth in the congregation of the mighty and judgeth among the Elohims. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. Deliver the poor and the needy, rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods, and all of you children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations." Alright, so look at that. In verse one we see Elohim and you know, which means, you know, God. It's translated God. And you see, God standeth in the congregation. Well, okay, I'm I am a studier of the Hebrew. Okay. That word congregation there is a feminine noun. Alright? And it says of the mighty. That word mighty there is L and it is a it is a masculine noun. Okay. So what we have here is the congregation is mankind in its greatest sense as the church, because there is no church except the church of man. Okay? Now there's all sorts of falsities and error in the world, but the church is the church of man, and God standeth in. That's why Jesus said at Luke seventeen twenty one, again, forget about a man speaking and think about the idea. The Kingdom of God is within you, okay your your consciousness, your outer world is reflecting back to you the states of your inner world, and vice versa. All right? so um, so we can literally we can say mankind is the church, and people go on, "Oh, the true ecclesia and the false ecclesia. okay, go ahead if you like, go ahead, go ahead if you like, and fall right back into idol worship. Okay, Uh, or or you could realize there's just that one one law. That one law, yod hey Bob, hey. Okay, it's you. You are the creator, and you're going to create. Okay, and you're going to have truth created. Your your truth is subject to your creation. All right. So if you want to subject subject yourself to error, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. You're the creator. You know, do it and your, your creations will be desolate, and they will not provide you the salvation that you're seeking. All right? It's really a complete paradigm shift in thinking. All right? So, again, let's go back to it. He says, I am in the Father, and the Father's in me. Okay? Because the Father and the Son are one. In other words, I am Michael Joseph. That's it. I am Michael Joseph. The Father and the Son are one. All right? So, what about this term judge? Up here, it says it says here that the um, uh judges among the Elohims. Okay, well, I mean, look, I've been, been taught that that means, you know, I'm going to make this great judgment one day. Well, I'm here to tell you that that judgment is a function of how you take the name of God. You take it in vain. I am. Guess what? Judgment issues right after I am. I am what? I am what exactly? Okay, well you know, this this worthless chatter, these worthless words, if we don't, if these thoughts, these ideas, if we don't take them captive and we take that to heart and we allow our emotions to be moved on these ideas, well, then you are that, and it will embody in your world. So, yeah, indeed, Elohim judges. That's exactly right, all right? You understand? I and the Father are one. In other words, I am that I am, all right? So let me just say it like this, because it's probably the best way I could think to say it. Your world manifests according to your conversation. And I mean by that the two powers that God gave to man, the great powers granted to man, are mind and speech. To order your conversation, because the word's don't leave the mouth that first weren't contemplated in mind order your conversation because your conversation know you not that your tongue has the power to set on fire the course of nature all right so that's what we're commanded to do we're commanded to order our conversation to take every thought captive and and to watch and effectively watch over our emotions because the scripture says Wives, submit yourself to your husbands. This is right in the Lord. The husband is the rational mind. The wife is the emotion. All right? And so we are to hold that emotion in beautiful trust, all right, to watch over that emotion so there is no stirring when somebody comes along and puts something very negative in front of you. Be careful not to let yourself be stirred in that because the moment you allow yourself to be stirred in that, you're going to birth sin in your life. All right, where the Holy Spirit is going to birth sin in your life, and you don't want that. All right, because then you're going to be very dissatisfied with the result. All right, so, I mean, it's funny because I, I mentioned Led Zeppelin earlier. They got a song out that says, hey, hey, what can I do? And listen listen to the lyric, hey, hey, yad, hey, vav, hey. It says, hey, hey, what can I do? I got a woman and she won't be true. All right, you get it? In other words, the untrue woman The woman of emotion, if you're birthing your children out of your unchecked emotions, all right, well, your children, the states that are going to be birthed in your objective world are not going to be your savior, okay? These are going to be ravenous wolves, rather, all right, and in the negative sense, and so uh uh, so no doubt i mean literally now is the time there is no better time than right now to to figure out what are your problems and what do you want you you're the creator figure out what you want and do it all right so again i just wanted to make sure this this idea is understood I'm not saying you have to formulate a plan not at all all you have to do you see yourself abiding in the state of happiness in which you desire. Put that into the, the womb of the Holy Spirit and let go. Enter into your Sabbath. And then you will actually probably observe the Passover for the first time in your entire life when you have passed over from the state of objectivity, which was your problem, into the state of salvation, which is the solution. And you will realize that I didn't lay one finger to bring that into reality this was done by the spirit of the Lord and you know that is I mean come on man there is no greater form of expression of joy to realize that you now have experiential knowledge of God this isn't you know all your life you've been told that you know evolution and all this other all this other horse and I mean even my daughter 19 year old told me the other day she says dad they, they they're teaching us that energy cannot be created or destroyed. She says, isn't that a proof of God? And I said, ha, <laughs> 19 years old. and are already smarter than people that are 50 and above. It's just ridiculous. All right, so remember, the creature was made subject to vanity against its will, but for what cause? What was the single cause for the reason for the fall? And the single cause is told to us in Scripture, it is the hope that mankind would enter into the state of perfection. Because he said, If I had not come, they would not have known sin. And so the idea is, is that we may now come boldly before the throne of grace. And, and, and look, let's stay up. There ain't no throne room. There ain't no place that you're going to go one day and stand, okay? This throne of grace is between your your two years in the upper room in the fourth dimension of thought, so to speak. Uh, and, And the question is, are you still subject to the law, or have you entered into grace? All right? You're still subject to the law. You're going to try to touch it. You're going to try to make sure that you add to it. You're going to take away from it. You're going to accept what you got, and you will be completely dissatisfied. Or have you entered into grace? And now you understand why um, under under Jesus Christ is grace. Under Moses is law. All right? So we need both. We absolutely need both because you have to operate the law in order to enter into grace. That's why he said, I have come to fulfill the law. He did not come to destroy the law, but rather to the the idea is that we would we would become operators of truth and that we would understand the true nature of this reality. All right? So that we can change our state. So I mean look. Think about just how amazing and beautiful this wisdom is because it lays the choice right at our feet, which is why Moses says in the beautiful song, uh, he says, hey, I put before you life or death. It's your choice. And, you know, you want to you want to put, you know, graven images in front of you. You want to consider men. You want to have uh, representation, representatives that will go forth for you and do your bidding. Well, fine you can do that but that's death you're going to you know you're going to be frustrated you're not going to be happy all right you can do that though and uh and people have done that for thousands of years because nations and individuals don't understand this principle all right so anyone who's sitting in the pulpit and they're teaching you that um God is somewhat without you. God is somewhere else, and that you are separate from God. That is a false teacher. If they tell you Christ is here, they tell you Christ is there, they tell you Christ is anywhere, I don't in the secret place or wherever, you don't go. It's a lie. Alright. So you understand now, Vav Vavhe. You understand. So now, you know, again quoting from Brother Bob Marley, he says, Get up, stand up. He says, We know. And we understand Almighty God is a living man. And then, now, I'm going to wrap up. Now, back to Psalm 82, two, verse 2. It says, How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? And then, and then there's a term here It says salah. And that word salah, it means, S-E-L-A-H, it literally means stop, all stop, quit reading, Come to a complete stop, meditate, and and think on that verse. And I'll read it again. How long would ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? So you don't have to. If If you experience that in your world, recreate it. Go into your prayer room immediately. Recreate it. You don't have to accept what your eyes and your ears tell you. All right, and now, now you know. Remember the song "Landslide." She says, "And I, and I saw quote, and I saw my reflection on the snow-covered hill, where the landslide brought it down." End quote. That's right, because your world, experienced or manifest, is reflecting back to you your current state of consciousness. And these, so. You know, think about it. You walk out the door one day, you're like, okay, what's going to happen today? And you're met with strife, struggle, disappointment. Okay, there's something in me which is manifesting this. What is it? Which, by the way, is why the scriptures say pray for your enemies, pray for those who despitefully use you. Why? Because this is a result of something that you've created in your own life, in your own creations. Okay? All right? When you when you spoke badly about your friend, or you, you spoke negatively about anyone in your life, well, this is manifesting, all right, in in your world, all right. So pray for them, see them in a state of happiness, uh, pour love upon hate, and see if your world won't won't change, all right, all right. So I wrap up with this one thought: so just consider love, and don't be moved by the evil. Alright, go immediately and recreate. See and feel, imagine and give thanks, all right? For that's that literally is the pearl of great price. And I've told you this, but if you haven't experienced it, you don't have it yet. You have to do it for yourself. And in the in the great book of Thomas it says that Thomas talks about this great fish. All right in, in, in the book of John it talks about how Peter the fisherman he dons his uh, fisher's coat and dives into the sea and they pull up 153 great fishes. But in, in the book of Thomas, the gospel of Thomas it says that once he found the great fish he threw all the other fishes back. All right And understand you know, a fish is in the sea so a fish has to do with a, a knowledge or a wisdom and yes. and once he found that great fish he threw the rest of them back so the, there's only there's the question is look are you ready to inherit all nations i mean you have to literally ask yourself that are you ready to inherit all nations because two nations grow in the womb of rebecca So it's time that we put down our swords and go into our prayer closet for, you know, we're light workers and we're unashamed and we stand clothed in the full armor of faith. So why should we grumble or complain about anything? Recreate it. Just go into your prayer closet, see yourself in, in the state or for someone else, recreate it. You have the pearl of great price. You have... The, you you have the wisdom and the power of God. The question is, what are you going to do with it? It's in your hand. You choose. So are you going to choose life? Are you going to choose death? Are you going to accept the persons of the wicked? or, in, Or are you going to continue to judge unjustly? Remember, it's not given to man to judge. All right. see, once man passes judgment on something, okay, he he has manifest that in his world. It's going to boomerang right back into his consciousness. So how long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? All right, just don't accept it. Right? See, so you can clean up your world. Your world is a function of your consciousness because he made of he, of one blood made he all nations and you know there's people actually out here trying to figure out is the white man or the black man the first root race it's absurd they're looking at the bible as if it's a literal book all right it's like it's a historical book it's a spiritual book and it is the greatest book you will ever read all right so i with that i, I i'm about ready to wrap up um, jim if there's um i'm not sure if you're if you're you know yeah, there any there. question is there um anybody that has any uh like a hand up or any questions or wants to have a discussion or or whatever i'm uh i'm stand ready to answer any questions or whatever we want to do at this point
0: okay well i want to thank you michael joseph that was a good dissertation uh that was really good uh Folks, if you have a question, please type it into the chat and we'll read it. Or if you're on the phone, raise your hand. and I'll unmute you where you can ask your question. You can do it at this time if you want. But now, Michael, that that was really, you know... A good dissertation I mean there's a lot of knowledge in there if they go back and really you know pick it apart and really study it like we should it tells us study to show ourselves approved a work workman rightly grouping together the word little here little there everywhere the word and that's exactly how we, that's how we grow and understand and come you know, like some people want to call it a sin, but we do ascend in consciousness and understanding to where we can not only help ourselves but our fellow man.
2: Exactly. And we can do it. And here's the thing, man, like, like when I was younger, man, I I, I couldn't, you should see my library, man. It is full of metaphysical books, all sorts of things. I mean, anything I could get my hands on, I devoured, man. Just, I mean, I just, I got a whole library of stuff. If, it's crazy how many books I got over here. But I realized one day, man, reading is good. Doing is better. Yes. Reading yes. is passive. We want to be active. We want to be active creators because, you know, he, he says in another place, why call me Lord and don't obey? In other words, you 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 understand that, that you know, I represent the, the, the perfect idea of man and God. And yet you will not put that to work in your own life. Why not? I don't get it. He's like, I, what? You know, I mean, In other words, he said, look, you can't enter in. He said, look, he stood in there. He said, but let us in. We did all this stuff in your name, Lord. In other words, in the name of Jesus Christ, an, an empty name. But they didn't understand how they were creating. They didn't understand the, the fundamental um, nature of of what was being said there, so they could not be saved. They couldn't enter into the kingdom. Why call me Lord and you don't obey? You got all the head knowledge,s but you got no experiential knowledge.
0: No, I
2: confused.
0: agree. Huh? No, I so, agree with
2: I mean, what you're Go ahead, brother. So. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. I mean the fundamental, the fundamental foundation upon it is, yeah, man should have a certain point of. Sitting at the feet of someone else in order to learn um these things, to learn the truth, but once man learns the truth, then man is responsible to the truth, and man now that his ignorance can no longer be winked at. Um, man creates his good or he creates his evil, and that's just how it is. that's life, and that's, yes. that's only life, and that's the way it is.
0: But, you know, I was looking at, you know, everybody talk you know, everybody keeps talking about Jesus Christ this, Jesus Christ this and this and that. I mean, if they go back and look, the name Jesus Christ means, you know, uh, uh, Zeus, Jupiter, Peter Victor, Solemn Victus, the Invincible Sun. I mean, that, that's where that comes from. I mean,
2: the but name. What does, a, what does that code mean? What does the what does the sun do? What 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 exactly does the sun do? Well, does the it sun give rain, heat? It, it gives heat
0: and light. But I understand light.
2: that. But the it's a symbol. These are just symbols. These are just I, placeholders. And I I understand,
0: but the the scripture says there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction and death, and that name was made up by the Catholic Church. And of course. It's, uh, it's also, it, it, well, and you got Josephus, which was working with the Flavians and everything else, and they changed a lot of things. But I think the name, from what I understand, and even the Jews to this day, you know, the sacred name of the Creator, that they don't even, they won't even utter it. Oh, no, said okay with it. They consider it the too holy. Of... Yod vav Well,
2: yeah. right, because that is that is the uh, the formula of creation. But I mean, Yeshua, uh, yoshua That name was made up by the Jewish Church. So take no, your no, choice. Uh, I mean,
0: I'm not. I'm not talking about a name. It, it, see, that's the thing. People think right. it's a name like Jim, Jack, George, or Fred, or Pete. It's nothing right. like that. When they talk about a name. Even in the Old Testament, even nowadays, the name is your nature. It yes. is the nature thereof. And our nature should be the nature of the creator all. Yes. And if, it, Which is yod heh vav It's the, yes. the father-mother aspect, which we are both male and female. It's the conscious yes. mind, the thought, which we bring forth our desires, and we push it through the window, hey, in, into the woman where she receives it, and therefore, she it says she will give us our desire, okay? That desire, she pushes back out the other window, hey, and therefore, it comes into physical manifestation. Before, it was a thought in our mind and we gave thanks that it was not going to be or maybe it might be or somewhere down the road it will be. No, I I see it in my mind's eye and I give thanks that it already is. Confess yes. things that are not as though they already are and they will be. That's what the, the one that they're calling the Messiah teacher even said that. He wants it to be Messiah. written that. He don't want it to be written on tables of stone or in a book like which they call the Bible. He says he wants it to be written in our hearts, which word living word. Yeah, becomes alive. We speak it yes. forth, we do it and apply it. That's what counts. Not I could read that Bible a million times, which I have read it nah, I'm not saying a million times, but I you know, I've read it Get many, it. many times from front to back and i can memorize it here and there but until i actually put it into action and believe what it says and apply and do it it don't mean a hill of beans
2: exactly that that's the that's it that is the crux of tonight's message is that if you're searching the scriptures thinking you're going to find salvation in those words you're dead you're deadly wrong the salvation comes in the operation of the truth found in those words, Yes, sir. And, and there is your salvation. there is the Son of God that will come, and, and that's why you realize the true meaning of uh, Feast of Tabernacle and Passover, this happens if once you understand this, it will happen over and over and over and over and over and over again in your life as yeah. you reach higher and higher states, you know
0: Yeah, you just said something that the Son of God will come. Yeah. You know who the the Son of God is you and me
2: well of course but i'm but i'm but I'm using that term as in the 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 hay aspect of the fourth aspect of the uh of Vav whereas that that reality which is manifest in our world is that son that state that state in being or that son birth of the of the holy woman uh the Holy spirit which is uh which becomes our Savior. That is that which uh, is replacing our objective world and becomes our new objective world.
0: That that saving knowledge, that day star, it says when the day star dawns within you. Exactly. When when we who
2: you are, you know who you are then, right? Don't you think?
0: Yes, sir. sir. And you know, like people talk about, uh, you know, they talk about the Holy Spirit. They got to understand that the Holy Spirit is the right mind. We're supposed to put on the right mind of the Creator, and it says, you know, these I'm sure, I mean, well, well, I'm not going to say that scripture, but what I'm saying, where he, where he talks about, you know, you know, to, to be, to receive the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it says, it's like the wind, you hear this, you, you feel it blowing and you hear the sound thereof, but you don't know where it comes or where they're going. Right. And, and you hear people that do speak in tongues. I mean, I speak in tongues and, you know, but it comes as the spirit gives utterance. But I see these churches. That they take people in there, and take them down to the altar, and they tell them, say, doody da 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 da, and they got it. You know, they're teaching them a lie. That's, Holy that's true. Sp- that's true. The Holy Spirit will give the utterance. And
2: but they're ready to believe the lie. The thing is that you know, they can get out of the lie if, if they change their. They have to be. First of all, they have to be willing to. Well, this is what I what I teach is that. The first step of entering into the divine wisdom is to realize you don't know anything that's right and once you come to that and understanding that I don't know anything like I should know it and that most of everything I do know if not everything I think I know is a lie, now I'm ready to begin all right until I come to that point I cannot begin because I'm too high-minded I'm not humble enough to realize that I'm full of junk. That's why if you enter if you look into the um the holy city, if if you look at the gates around Jerusalem, each the, the the wall and the gates of Jerusalem represent the twelve powers of mind in man and the first gate that you come through after if you turn right after coming through the needle gate, which is the humble gate, you have to get down on your knees, unpack your camel and uh, a camel of pride, you gotta get down on your knees, humble yourself. Well, the first gate you come to on the right is the dung gate and that's the gate where you count everything you think you know as dung right yes sir and now you're ready to start all right
0: <laughs> well yeah I, I was saying when you know when i
2: uh,
0: oh, let me just back up a little bit when i received the holy spirit okay yeah. I, I received it at home and i had my mother go in the room with me but, you know, and it was pitch dark in there. I knelt down on my knees and she, her right beside me. And I just raised my hands, you know, in the air and I said, You know, God, I don't care what you have. I want it. Mm. And then the hand of God came down. And I don't have eyes in the back of my head, so I know I saw it in the spirit. It was in a form of lightning. Uh, it looked like, I mean, the white as could be and it touched me on my head. I mean, it scared me. I pulled away from it, but it just touched me and lifted me to my feet. And then the Scripture came to my mind. When you stand praying or when you stand saying your desire and worship before the Creator, it says we can boldly go to the throne of grace even though we don't understand it because we are children of the most high god whether in ignorance or whether in truth but he gives everybody a chance to come to the knowledge and understanding and uh, but we need to, I actually
2: had I actually had a, a little bit of a different experience than you I, when it when it hit me the light was so bright i thought i had a stroke in the uh and my entire field of vision inside of my head was burning white light, and i it literally knocked me off my feet. I couldn't even move, man. I was laying on the floor my my wife thought I had died, you know, and um she couldn't get a pulse on me, and blood pressure was just unrecognizable to the machines and yet i'm I'm sitting there telling her I'm fine, but I couldn't move. I was just laying there, just literally could not move and and this, this light, I uh, just, I can't really explain the light. It was brighter than the sun. It was so bright. It, when I oh. t- turned my mind's eye towards it, I couldn't even look at it, you know. just
0: Oh, I agree with
2: you. I agree
0: with you because, uh, I mean, like I said, I went in the room to pray. It was completely dark, but it all lit up as bright as day. And then I yeah. had a brother that was going to walk through the door. It stopped him right there. And then like I said when I uh, when the it lifted me to my feet I started speaking in tongues and uh, I started seeing things in the spirit mind you know what I'm talking about I mean yeah. I know I know my brother-in-law and sister had walked in and I, I seen their true demeanor you know what I'm talking about what what was inside
2: the uh,
0: it's it's really uh, it almost looked it like
2: to the me. Yeah, I, you ever see the movie The Matrix, where he looks down the hall when he sees these uh, three uh, agents for the system, and he sees them as uh, just currents of light and electrons moving around in them, you know, in code. He no longer sees them in form. Um,
0: I, I saw them in form, but it wasn't what I know they look like. It was in it was in the spirit. I I literally saw the uh how can i put it the darkness that was in them Mm. uh, in a form of a you know like a shadow but a dark shadow and i just lifted my hands and they it fled out of them faster than i could bat an eye (laughs) and and knowing after that they they really changed and came came to the uh you know an understanding of the Creator, but before you even mention God, they'd run you out of their house. <laughs>
2: I know, I know that. <laughs> hey, man, it's it's like ten o'clock. I, I just I don't want to um, let this go on a little bit longer because well, I mean, I'll let it go as long as you want, but uh I know that how do they say it? The the butt and the mind are intimately connected, you know, but is there anybody that has any, any questions? Is there anybody that has their hand up or, uh, wants to say something? Uh, I, I don't mean to cut you off, Jim. I'm just saying that, you know, I think we went like three hours last week and, um, anyway, yeah, right. we hit two right now. So, <laughs> okay. Well, maybe it's a good time uh, to wrap up, right?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Donna, do you have anything to say or, uh, 317
2: is that um i think 317 is my brother-in-law in in indiana but i'm not sure i think that's him
0: they're all both on the phone and uh, but they're muted but okay neither one of them put up their hands and i don't want to put them on the spot if they don't want to come on
2: i understand it's star two if you want to raise your hand to talk so uh you gotta hit star two and then jim can can um Okay. Well, man, I I wrote a poem last week. If you don't mind, I'd like to read a couple of stanzas okay. here because it's really it's really beautiful. There, uh, is there somebody got a question or go? Uh, yes,
0: yeah, she put up her hand. Just bear with me.
2: Okay, good,
0: uh, good. Okay, you there, Donna?
1: Yes, sir. Um, I don't know why. It said I did it, but it didn't work. So I didn't mean to do it again once he was going to start that poem, because I want to hear that. But it took me like three or four tries to get it to, you know how it will say hand raised, and it will say, if you do it again, it says hand lowered, and then I did it right. I don't know why. It just wasn't working right. I'm sorry about that. And all I wanted to say was thank you. This was awesome. And both of y'all's comments at the end were great, great, great. Steve and I both loved it. Oh, it's so deep and good. Gary would be so proud of us, especially y'all too. And, you know, I was just thinking, boy, Joseph, when I said Joseph Michael, I'm tired, y'all. Michael Joseph, I tell you what, you are doing what you said because you're doing for us. The whole time I thought, well, he's doing it right now. He's helping me right now. You're helping me through this grief, and you're helping me to keep my mind focused, and you're putting things together that Gary taught, that Jim has said, that I've learned and read. You're putting it together really rapidly, and and it's a lot of information. And I know it's a lot of work you and Jim do, and I don't think we – now that I wish I could tell Gary, it always happens that way. You don't get to tell somebody. You think you've told them enough how much you love them. You think you've told them enough how much – look what all he did for us. That's the only – I know it's not a regret because I know know he knows. And he'd say, oh, just Donna, just pick it up and go on and do – But. I wish I could just tell him again how much I love him and appreciate him. So I'm going to give you all flowers right now. I'm going to do better on that and say thank you for the time you put in because it was sorely needed this week. And it's just encouraging me. And I've been helping others a little more this week, oddly enough, because I always try to do it. But it seems like there's been more people coming to me in need. I guess it works that way, Michael Joseph. I guess if you have your mind on it, they sent Michael Joseph they are hungry out there they are starving oh, yeah. they are they well look are star- look
2: the, like, the scripture says in in the book of Amos it says um the days come when I will bring a famine and it's not for food and it's not for water it's for hearing the word of the Lord and in other mm-hmm. words people want to mm-hmm. know these truths they they're they're so mm-hmm. fed mm-hmm. up of of the of the literal Bible that's been mm-hmm. shoved down their throats they want to know the truth and they in other words, that they've heard people speak it to them, but they haven't been taught what it actually means, you know? I agree.
1: And I agree. This is the way to reach them because, even oddly enough, like some of Hollywood that are atheists, and they've said and done some horrible things. I'm like, wow, man, y'all shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, it grieved my spirit, some of the things they said, and part of their problem was they're making fun, and I don't even like to hear it. They'll make fun of the Bible because the they don't understand it. They uh, they really tear it down and say, "Well, that God was mean and he he did this." And he I said, "Oh, you don't even understand what the meanings of these things are. They're not little. They right. think he was really that mean and did all this. No, and, and Mike, Michael, you did so good. Oh my gosh, tonight, way back when you said." You are places in the Bible. I thought, amen, because, you know, that 40 years they stopped at all those towns. If you look those towns up or cities, I got villages, whatever, on the way to the promised land, if you look them up, they meant something. The words meant something going on in your life. And so I'm like, wow, they just don't know how to read the Bible. They don't know how to interpret the Bible. And God gave you and Jim a real gift and Gary And and that's what I'm attracted to. And it felt so good to hear you talk about Bob Marley and Steve being a musician. He enjoyed all the references, the lyrics. You did really good. You did really good. (laughs) You you really, thank you for that. Gary would have, Gary would have been really sick. He would have, I mean, just much. He'd have had that hand up all night. So I just want to go back. Oh man, he would, he couldn't have stood it. It was so good. So thank you. Thank you. I'm going to get back off and let y'all, I want to hear that poem, but, uh, I'm sorry, I just had well, to. Well, I'll read camera.
2: it. I will read it right quick. It's just it's just i I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll read the last five five stanzas, and then That'd be great. after that, if y'all don't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off. I I said I to about this ten. I, but okay, so I'm gonna go to that right quick here, and then um, and then okay, so um, so I'll just start right here. It says M is for Mother, the divine feminine invoked. A is for the divine Father, equally yoked. In is for the sun, the birthing of state. Man is the true church. Can you relate? Son of man is of soul, which is what I was told. Renewed as a child, though the form may be old. Male or female, the form is the vessel. Sagacity transformed, psyche doth wrestle. That ancient woman in the last is made known. True to her children, wisdom is shown. Overcoming the serpent of lies and deceit, at last, in the end, she takes her seat. At the head of her table, kings take their wages. From her beautiful lips birth wise men and sages. The wonderful woman, womb man, and no other, at last is she recognized God as our mother. What wonder and terribly majestic Elohim, one half of the Godhead as can clearly be seen, male and female, a requisite to create God as Father and God as Mother, Elohim in eight. Turn the eight sideways, and then you will see, perpetually in union is the nature of being. He joined to her in divine bliss, he crowned with her glory. Is his beautiful miss. These two are required to birth a new state, a new sun in glory no one can frustrate. Of her beautiful breast comes forth golden ore. Shekinah Shaddai meets you at the door. That's right. All right, with that said, I love you all because you love the truth, and I really appreciate the opportunity to speak tonight, Jim. Thanks for the platform, and I hope that I've helped uh, those that have have listened and will listen in some way to help their lives be a little better. So thank you, Jim.
0: Well, thank you, Michael Joseph. I mean, you're a blessing to all of us, and I want to thank you for coming in there. And I know that I'm not speaking for Don and them. I'm sure they've told you. And the others on there, I mean, you're a blessing. Thank you for that, there. Amen. And uh, yes, ma'am. We've been on here right at two hours. So um, if anybody else has got something to say, now's the time to say it before we get off here. If not, I'm going to end the call tonight. Y'all will bless you, keep you, and prosper you. May all your dreams come true that are good, good, and very good. And with that, and with love, I'm going to end the call. Shalom, prosper, and be in perfect health. Good night, everyone.
1: Good night.
0: With Lucky land Slots,
1: you can get lucky just about anywhere.